Welcome to this week's episode of Bitchipedia. I have back again with me, Kate Neal. Hi, y'all. Good to be back. Yeah, so we took a break last week because it was Memorial Day, and also we celebrated June 3rd for any Gilmore Girls fans out there. Can I just say, Kate, we took it, we took our bond to another level because you got my reference of June yeah. 3rd. So that was my wedding anniversary. It ended as well in real life as it did in the show. <laughs> so, so we decided that we were going to celebrate a thousand plays, a thousand views of the podcast because it was a big deal for us. So we took that day to kind of turn it around and make that anniversary a happy day. So we celebrated, we took the week off, but now we're back and better than ever. I agree. I'm really excited too. I think this week, um, we have a, a lot of introspective work, but also like some fun. It's kind of fun as well. So yes. I'm excited. Yes, because last, so last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, we talked about attachment styles. And we said that there's basically to understand relationships, there's two things you really need to know, which is attachment style and love languages. So this week we're going to be talking about love languages. And again, I'm going to attach because we had a lot of people got into the quiz for the attachment styles. So I'm going to attach um, in the link, I'll do an attachment for the quiz so you can find out your love languages. And again, it does um, percentages of what, you know, it kind of ranks it out. So most people have the general idea about what their love language is, but it can change over time. So we have the results. Just knocked my microphone over. We have the results for our quiz. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to share yours? Yeah, you know, we got, you know, guys that we're going to expose ourselves for you. Uh, so now we took the quiz. Yeah, exactly. Listen, and let me just put a disclaimer out there. Anyone who is dating me, wants to date me, has dated me, don't listen to this podcast. If you're listening now, just click, click out of this, okay? Because it's a no. And we covered the person that I was seeing, we talked, did we not? We hung out with him this week and I celebrated. <laughs> yes. But I specifically said, because you asked him if he'd listen and he was like, no, she told me I can't. And I was like, yeah, no, like, no. So don't. And if you do, no, just don't. I was going to say, if you do, don't tell me about it, but just and don't. And we like clarify that we are very vague with any of our partners too. Correct. Because you're, um, an, an anonymity. Anonymity, yes. Your privacy yeah. is very important in your life. I always feel like the anonymity, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, your anonymity is very important to us because although I could, and let me just say, I'm kind of lucky impressed with myself that I've remained as like petty and bitter as I have been in my life. I've remained pretty like vague about everything because I could just put some of these fuckers on blast, but Dang. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just a little pat on my back. Okay, so you want to go, you want to read yours first? Sure, I'll start. And I would okay. like to point out have changed for me. So I was a little shocked when I got my results. Mm -hmm. um, so I am 30% acts of service, 23% um, receiving of gifts, 20% uh, quality time, 20% words of affirmation, and 7% physical touch. Okay, so my test results, <laughs> which mine have changed over the years too, but physical touch pretty steadily remains my number one. Um, 37%, whopping 37% for physical touch for me. Second is words of affirmation at 27%, which is usually my second one. 
Uh, quality time coming in third, moving up is 20%. Acts of service is 17% and receiving gifts is 0%. So when I tell people that I don't give a fuck about receiving gifts, like I truly mean it. Like I really don't, it, it means nothing to me. So like save your money because there's four other ways that you could show me your love without spending money. Mm. So we read through those and most of them are pretty self-explanatory, but we can kind of walk through um, each one and kind of give a brief description of what they are, right? So words of affirmation is the expression of love through verbal communication that is supportive, encouraging, appreciative, and affirmative, right? So these would be like love notes, um, positive affirmations, things like that. And one of the things I was talking to one of my friends earlier about words of affirmation being their love language and like they like to hear I love you right but it doesn't just stop there like I love you is good but if you want like max capacity of showing them that you love them tell them why you love them right mm. or say like telling them stories about like what did you like what did you think of me the first time you met me you know, or, you know, things like that. And it's like, yeah. you love me. You're a great mom. Like, but okay. So why do you think that? Like, why do you think I'm a great mom? What do I do? Like, what do you like about me? You know, mm -hmm. like kind of going into detail about mm -hmm. that. Are, and did you say, what's your top, what are your top two? So we have acts of service at 30. We have receiving gifts at 23 and then tied in third for 20% is words of affirmation and quality time. Okay. So, and words of affirmation is like my second one. So but also I feel like, so the whole gist of, we, I guess we should have started with this, the whole point of love languages, once you find out what your love language is or your partner's love language, that's how you're supposed to love them, right? And I know we covered this on um, one of the previous weeks that you're supposed to love people in their love language. So gift giving is low on mine. My ex-husband, I, I think gift giving was probably his number one. So he would just shower me with gifts, but it, it literally didn't matter. I mean, it's not like, I appreciate the gesture, but it doesn't show me anything. It doesn't make me feel loved, you know? So yeah. you have to learn their love language. That's very important. And then go into it, showing them that, you know, that type of love. So like even minus physical touch, a lot of people don't like the like cuddling, whatever, but if you want to make me feel loved, that's what you need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and that's why I think I'm going to advocate for this right now. Not only should you take the quiz yourself, but if you are seeing anybody or have any partners or whatever, send them the link too, because it'll give you like a little cheat sheet. And my, one of my, my ex-girlfriends and I, and our other friend, we were like besties and we would all take the test. And I can't remember where it was, but there was like a receiving love language and then also yes. a giving of language so like mine differs from like right. my person for how I give it to other people because a lot of times well at this time I didn't know acts of service was my highest because that's yes. changed and so the acts of service is what I'll do for other people right yes. like for people I care about because I want to nourish them or things like that so yes. I would be differently now it's my top two um but you know I was acting differently because as we've talked about, it's funny that your gift giving was zero and that used to be my number one. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I always had to make clear, like, I'm not materialistic. I don't care 
what it costs, it's just like, you're thinking of me and this made you want to give this to me because it made you think of me, or it could be something you made with your own hands. That was like free. You could pick a yes. flower out of the road and hand it to me. And I would be like, this is the most thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, right. like, well, and one thing stick in my car, but I yes. my friend and I love the stick because it reminds me of this walk we took in the woods. Like, you right. know what I mean? Right. It doesn't have to be money. And that's a good point too, because, and another thing, when we're talking about receiving, um, we can skip to gift giving too. And the note that I have is it's not about the items that you give. It's about showing them the effort and proving that you're thinking of them and listening and caring for them, which is important. And a lot of times like, okay, so my dad, I would guess his, his love language is probably gift giving as well. And when I was 15, I, I don't even think I had my driver's license yet. He bought me a car. It was a red Mustang. It was fucking incredible. I should have never gotten it because I destroyed that bitch. I was so irresponsible. My mom was like, you are making such a huge mistake. I wrecked that bitch like 11 times. It's a whole thing. I know. I don't want to fucking talk about it. But at the time he bought it for me and it was this huge thing for him to give to me. And it was like, I, as I appreciated it, but that doesn't necessarily show me like love, but my sister and I were talking about the other day because we were talking about how he showed love. And she was like, it's not necessarily the money that he spent. He just knows like he busts his ass as hard as he can. He works as hard as he can to get money to provide us with things. So looking back at it, like when he was buying us things, I guess at my, in my young stages, it was like, it seemed like he was just kind of throwing money at the situation to be like, you know, here's a car. Sorry, I can be there for you. And I don't like show up your basketball game. Sorry, my trauma is showing, but you know, it's like, here's all these things that he, it seemed like he was throwing money, but really like, no, that's just his love language. He thinks that he goes to work all day and he provides and he, you know, makes money so he can give us all these great things. And that's how he's showing that he loves us. So that's an important thing to look for too. And it doesn't have to be monetary. That's funny you bring up your dad because I was talking about this earlier <laughs> was that I think potentially part of the reason my acts of service has moved up since the years ago I took this is because my dad, that's how he expresses his love language is acts of service. So whether that's like rubbing my mom's feet every single, every single night when she gets off work and he gets off work or doing the dishes and folding the laundry so my mom doesn't have to do it or like he cleans out her car tries to clean out my car he'll meet me just to put gas in my car every once in a while like he just likes to do things for us to make our lives easier yeah um that and then in combination with like romantic partners or whatever that has seemed I feel like that's something I've been getting more of and like appreciating more Mm -hmm. is they know that like you're busy or you have a lot going on or like I talk about this all the time I have ADHD bad and so there's certain things that are just really hard for me to do and it's not that I'm not capable of doing them it's just like there's a mental block and it's really hard for me to do like my dishes like I suck at doing dishes at my house but like at my house I just hate it there's like a mental block and so it means so much to me if like a partner goes and does my dishes Mm -hmm. Like those little things to know that like that stresses me out and I get a lot of anxiety about it and they just do it for me to make me not feel that way, you know? Right. Right. mm -hmm. So an example of something like 
this would be a good example as far as like relationships. So if yours was acts of service and mine is um, words of affirmation, I would take out the garbage for you. And then you would tell me how much you appreciate me taking out the garbage. Right? <laughs> so an acts of service, just to clarify, we're kind of going through these one by one is um, a nonverbal form of love that can be time consuming and exhausting. But if it's what your partner needs, then it's worth the effort, like cooking for them, cleaning their car, doing their laundry, things like that. Which let me just say, because we're talking about your love language is changing. One major thing that I noticed, acts of service was huge right after I had a baby. That was probably my second one because I was exhausted all the fucking time. And if my ex-husband would have come up to me and done anything, but if he would have come <laughs> up to me and be like, you know, hey, I, I don't know, fucking change the, or wash the dishes. That was a huge one. Like the dishes would pile up. But he did, I mean, he did things, but like coming home with supper, he did that a lot because he works. That was the one good thing. He worked in the restaurant. So he was able to like come home and bring me dinner. And I guess that was a materialistic thing, but still it was like, Hey, you don't have to think about supper now. Your basic needs are being met. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about bottom line here, but still, I mean, no, he like, did. I, you know, like, yes. You know, so yes, yes, and that's what we always say: feed me and fuck me. That's all. I mean, that's all you have to do for me, honestly. <laughs> but my friend also says there's a third one: you gotta feed me, fuck me, and finance me. And if you don't, ooh, if you're not feeding me, fucking me, or financing me, you don't get a say in my life. So I'm like, you know what? Those are words to live by. But honestly, you don't have to finance me because gift gift giving is least on my list. Or <laughs> fuck, dude, just cuddle me and feed me. That's all I need. I'm so easy. It's true. Maybe I do want guys I'm dating to listen to this. <laughs> hey, I can pass I'm the word on. You through it. Yeah. I pass on. It's cool. Um, yeah. And so, and also the acts of service, I was talking about this earlier too. Um, so like we said, we are, you know, our fathers are this, that, and another, but mm -hmm. I also stage you are in your life because that's what I was laughing about. I think the last time I took this, maybe I was like 18 or something. Mm -hmm. And now I'm an adult and I have so many more things I have to do in a day. Yes. Like I have school, I have work, I have social um, obligations. I, you know what I mean? Cleaning. Yeah. I have all things I didn't have when I was like 18. And so I think that might've bumped up because I get more overwhelmed and I have all these diagnoses now. And so I know <laughs> why, and, and it's so much more and it just yes. seems like so more. And so if someone comes in and just tries to alleviate that, right. you know? Yes. It just helps. And so, so on that note, while we're talking about this, things changing, so quality time is the next one I'll cover. And it's centered around togetherness. And that's giving someone your undivided attention. So that went up on my list because I think the last time I took this was when I was in a relationship with my ex-husband. And quality time was like last, next to last on the list. Gift giving was bottom. Quality time was right above it. And quality time wasn't important to me because honestly, we didn't really enjoy spending that much time together like we didn't really like each other that much you know but now and you can take when you take the quiz it says like it has an option for single or in a relationship and also side note it has you can take one for your kids too which I took for my kid and it's very enlightening so I said you can take it I would assume for like friendships and whatever all these different ways um these different styles of relationships but quality time went up significantly when I started liking my partner more you know what I mean when when we can only be around each other for 10 minutes before we start ripping each other's fucking throats out, which is still true, by the way, we have to keep our <laughs> hangout sessions pretty small, but yeah, quality time's not really up there because like, I don't really like being with you that much, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And it's funny because what mine's at 20% for quality time. And I was explaining this um, to somebody else. And I was like, yeah, like I'm also a very introverted person. Like I very mm-hmm. much so like my space. But if I like you in my space, then I want to hang out with you. Because I was, nice. we were in a discussion about like couples that choose not to live together, couples mm-hmm. that choose to like at what point, like da 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 da. Just right. that kind of. And I was like, yeah, I totally understand why people wouldn't want to live together. I totally support that. But at the same time, if I like you, and if we both have jobs and we both have this, that, and another, and you live with someone you care about, then like it's nice to come home and be able to spend yes. that time, even if it's just been like binging out and watching TV and decompressing from the day. Like yes. being able to be with that person is just nice if you like their company, you know? Yes. Yeah. It makes all the difference when you like them. Well, and this, so the person that I was talking to about um, their test results will be as non-specific as possible but we were talking about it and I said because his first one was physical touch and his second one was quality time and I was like I would have guessed that quality time was pretty high up on yours and he was like really why like how can you tell just from outside observation right because if you can't get him to take the test there are sneaky little ways for you to tell okay read them like a book quality time I was like you know he's made a comment before about not he doesn't like to be on his phone all the time and he was like, you know, when, if he's out with me or if we're whatever, he's not on his phone. And I was like, you know, when you're out with people, you like to hang up and hang out as my friend Hannah says, like mm-hmm. you put your phone down and you're actually giving, you're giving me all, your undivided attention, you know, and he likes to do that with everyone. And you can tell that that's something that's important to him. He's like, wow, I guess like, you know, when you put it that way, like, and it's funny because we were talking about doing this episode last night and I started watching an episode of Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. It's incredible. I recommend everyone watch it. But they were talking about love language and how um, his name is Mr. Kim, buys flowers for his wife. And he's like, she doesn't care about things like that. And their pastor was there and was like, well, maybe that's not her love language. He was like, you know, what's a love language? She's like, well, you know, you can go through all the different ones and kind of try to see. So she's like, maybe it's words of affirmation. So the wife comes in and she's talking to her and she like gives her a compliment. And she's like, you look really pretty today. And she's like, oh, thanks. And the husband was like, yeah, you look really pretty today. And she's like, um, I know. She just told me that. <laughs> they like go for every one of them. She's like, okay, the joke is it ends up being like none of them work on her. But still, it's like, you know, you can tell by like if you buy them gifts and they're like, oh, thank you. Like, cool. Then they probably aren't, you know. And one thing that I used to do was my ex-husband used to buy me gifts because again that was his thing so when he would buy stuff the only thing that went through my mind was like all you did was (laughs) you went for cynical I was going for cheap ass because I was like how much fucking money did you waste on this like we could have been paying our power bill and you went out okay it was very sweet it was our first Christmas together and he told me to pick something out so I went down and I picked the most expensive fucking watch just being like facetious and I picked it and with $400 Michael Kors watch and he fucking bought it and the, every time I looked at the gift I didn't think like oh that was a really sweet gesture I looked it was just like 400 fucking dollars like are you kidding me you spent 400 like bitch, we could have paid half our rent with that what the fuck you're about hotness at the fucking pawn shop I love you no. the fuck right no my mom I remember <laughs> when I was, my dad was like my dad loves doing stuff for us right and he would want to bring her like flowers and stuff and she'd be like these are beautiful thank you 
but also now we have the same bank account. So you really don't have to do that. And they're not yeah. really. Anything. And I remember being like, that's actually logical. Like you're yeah, right. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm buying you my own shit. Go out to eat or go on a trip or whatever, like spend that quality time, do whatever. Yes. Instead yes. of hours that are going to die, because that's yes. nice when you're eating, but when you share finances, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's not really that nice yeah we had a joint bank account so at the point i was just like like 200 of these dollars are mine thanks i appreciate it i fucking guess like damn and all i wanted was fucking cuddles like that's the thing it does not matter if you're loving someone in the wrong love language it does not fucking matter how hard you try i was listening to because i was listening to the audiobook because there's a book i want to say it's gary chapman i should know this i should look up the site but um the five love languages has a book and it's written by Gary Chapman right I've got to find it somewhere um but he was talking about like if you're if you're telling someone like if you're speaking actual languages if you speak English and I speak Chinese and I'm screaming how much I love you in Chinese but you don't speak Chinese it doesn't make sense to you right like that seems logical so if you put it in the same thing like an emotional language if you're buying me gift after gift it doesn't matter because that's not my love language it doesn't matter all I want is for you to sit on the couch with me. And then I would resent him because he's doing all these things. It's like, I appreciate it. And then he's frustrated because he's like, hello, I'm showing you that I love you. Like, why are you not getting it? Like, Because I just want you to sit on the couch next to me. That's literally all you have to do, you know? And it seems so easy. And it seems like this little thing that he's not doing, just like if yours is acts of service, like all I want you to do is clean up the house before I get home. Why can't you just do that? One day, like I want to come home to a clean kitchen or after I finish cooking, you clean up the dishes or, you know, like, and it seems so easy. So then you get frustrated and you have all this resentment because they're not loving you the way you want to be loved. Which plug for the last episodes as well, communication and boundaries. You have yes. to communicate because like, um, and like my partnerships and stuff, if one of us cooks, the other one does the dishes. And like, that's like, just like ground, like yes. that was like a ground agreement. And so that's why I would always be like, I'll cook because that's one of my love languages yes. to cook way and I hate dishes so like I'd rather just cook for you yeah I was on the sneaky side <laughs> yeah, yeah this is perfect yeah <laughs> and honestly my my ex-boyfriend uh I remember the first time I cooked for him and we like we had just finished and he was like I assume you follow the rule like you cook I clean and I was like excuse me <laughs> what the fuck did you just say I just came don't like I will cook for you every fucking night are you crazy yes like and that one little thing which he, of course he was like okay bitch like <laughs> it's not that serious but it really is once you're deprived of those like basic needs for so long or those basic services for so long like yeah it's a big fucking deal for me you know mm -hmm. all right and then so we, I think we've covered most of them right um the um, we've done acts of service, quality time, right? Words of affirmation, gift, Words giving. Of gift giving, and yeah. then I physical touch. We've discussed that as well, but it doesn't all have to be like sexual, physical touch. Like, yes. you know what I mean? So, like, yes. So specifically, because this is the one I want to cover because it's my favorite. So we were talking about this earlier. My friend and I were talking about, you know, PDA. She's like, I like physical touch, but I'm not big on PDA. To be clear, they're not the same thing. And physical touch is not just sex. It can be any, it says any physical expression of love. So hugs, laying your head on your shoulder, 
um, holding hands, a little shoulder squeeze, like things like that. And I gave her the example of if I'm like, this was one of my favorite things, especially since acts of service is mine. So I'm in the kitchen, I'm in the kitchen cooking and he comes up behind me and like grabs my shoulder, gives me, you know, comes up and like, gives me a little kiss or like a little pat on the ass, you know, something that's just like, Hey, I'm here. I'm close. You know, like, I love you. And that was enough for me. It just needs to be little or like, you know, when you walk by and they like grab your shoulder or if you're laying in bed, you don't have to cut, like, I'm not, we don't have to be on top of each other all the time. But if you like reach out and like touch my feet with your feet, like, I just need to know that you're close, you know, okay. which is probably my anxious, also going back to last week, my anxious attachment style, like I need closeness at all time to make me feel, you know. Yeah, no, I like, sounds weird and probably outing myself on the internet, but like, cause I get hot when I sleep or whatever, but like if our toes or our like feet are hugging, you Cold know, like that, huh? you like cold feet on you I have the cold feet oh but like I want you to not say shit about my feet being cold because you don't care if they're cold and you just want me that you just want me close to you anyway I love cold feet being put on me oh cool we need to cuddle more often I That's know. we've also discussed platonic cuddling yes. um if it was on a podcast or just us but we've discussed that that's like a good necessity especially yeah. if your physical is important because you're getting that from like an, a relationship that's not expecting any kind of like sexual exchange so well on it cuddling but yeah like hold, like your feet touching each other or whatever or like you're doing something but you want to hold my hand anyway when you're yes. doing it like, or when you're whatever. driving in the car and they reach out and grab your hand oh! or your thigh, either or yeah you know? yeah and, like, a touch. seven for me and we discussed this it used to be higher i think um, but we, I'm going to out myself on this one. I do think that might be so low because of trauma or whatever. So like, to me, you physically wanting my body doesn't necessarily like mean everything to me. Cause like no shade, but like pretty much every man is a very physical being. And like a lot of women are too. And so it's like, that doesn't make me feel like you desire me so much. Mm -hmm. Cause you might, like put your whatever in anyone right. that well um but I've realized a lot of my partners have had physical touch as their top and so even though that's not like a huge deal for me mm -hmm. I like want to be scratching your back or rubbing your head or doing yes. whatever to let them know like hey or we were talking about PDA mm -hmm. I physical touch is a seven percent for me not huge but PDA is up there for me because like I want to know that you're not embarrassed to be with me in public you're not yes. embarrassed to know that you're with me mm -hmm. and like whatever like that's important to me that yes. you're yes. not to hide me or I'm yes. not like a secret or whatever right and that's too we talked about that too I was like listen I mean I'll fuck a dude on the bar top I don't care like I'm into the PDA okay but I'm just saying like the little things and I, and it's a big one for me to give to like when we're and we talked about this at some point on the podcast we were talking about you know the things that you're like I don't want you to think that I'm fucking that I'm in love with you because I'm scratching your back like, that's just part of it and we're talking about the other stuff besides sex because physical touch. I've been with guys who like sex whose love language was not physical touch so as soon as they're done having sex they're done like they're done with touching you know which also you can probably reaffirm this. I think it has a lot to do with like ADHD and stuff, like not being able to sit still too long. That was my ex's problem. Like 
he just can't sit still so it's like all right whatever so he would have to get up but like my favorite thing is after like this like you said the back scratching and the touching and like playing with hair I just love that and it makes me feel loved it makes me feel like I'm like giving love it just makes me feel good and to do not just to have it done to me but like massages and touch like I just oh I just love touching I can't get enough of it <laughs> I have to yeah. have it this is why and it's so high for me I, you're physical touch is with like from what I can understand all ranges of your relationship because you're talking about like with your kids and with like your besties because you're telling me like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable but I always want to squish people's bellies like you've been telling me you want to squish my tummy and that your son doesn't really get when you do that kind of stuff but it's like not it, it's not by any means for you in a sexual way right because like well you care about your besties your son your whoever yes. you still just squeeze on and like touch and let them know that you're like oh you're so cute I just want to squeeze you yes. you know yes that is a huge thing like neck skin which also let me just put this out I have sensory processing disorder so I don't know if that like ties in with it because I think that kind of has something to do with it that we're talking I about processing yeah the sensory processing too and some like I'll like have to tell people like if I'm hanging out with friends partners whatever uh -huh. I'll have to, like I'm so sorry I'm I'm staring at you trying to hear what you're saying, but my brain is still logged into writing this assignment or whatever. I'm going to need you to re-say that because yes. my brain process what you're saying, even though I'm trying really yes. hard. Yes. Like looking, I'm supposed to, he's trying yeah, to tell my me. brain gets overwhelmed. Yeah. And like, just like touching. So on the other end, which ugh, we're going to get a little off topic for a second, but on the other end, like it was something when I was really young I was which this also ties into my OCD but like my sleeves you remember when puff well you're younger than me but you remember when puffy sleeves were a thing and you had like the elastic on the bottom they had to be the exact same puffiness they had to be touching in the exact same spot like if I touched the left side of my body I had to touch the right side of my body in the set like I had to like even stuff out it was a whole thing I should have been diagnosed when I was young we're also so it freaks me out yes we are the same person but also, this is something I remember now I am adding myself to anyone who dates me and all of my exes can um, confirm this. So I have this weird thing about bed sheets and they have to be like perfectly straight and tight. Like I can't stand, I call them cheat wedgies, but like the bed, if it's like wound up at my feet, like I've, I've tried sleeping in socks, I've tried everything, but I cannot stand, I have to use the sheet suspenders to try to keep it tight. I can't stand wrinkles in it. And when I went over to this dude's house the other day, as soon as he got up, cause I can't expose myself too early cause then they think I'm fucking crazy. So as soon as he got up to go to the bathroom, I was like, wow, your bed's really wrinkly. And as soon as he got up and like closed the door, I just like fixed them as best I could, as much as I could cause I couldn't stand it and I couldn't sleep. Like I can't go to sleep. It's like an OCD mixed with sensory processing thing. Like mm -hmm. I can't stand the wrinkles on my feet. Okay. So like, that probably has some, I don't know, physical touch, like we're getting kind of off subject here, but like I get overwhelmed a lot with touches. But yes, on the other end of that, I like to squish things. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just thinking about belly skin right now. And like, oh, neck skin, I just like to squeeze it. But I also just love touching like, you know, dudes fix muscles and like just rubbing it. And just like, just want to feel you on my body, you know? and same way with my cat my, my cat right now is literally I was rubbing his belly because you're talking about bellies I'm like squishing his belly and he's like rubbing his face against me and stuff and I'm like yeah just like even with my animals like I need like I yeah. literally 
I have to go cuddle with my cats because yeah. they like physical touch and attention too. And so yeah. I have to- I'm a cat. I'm a cat. cat. I just need to like rub up against people and like give me attention, but only when I want it. You know, <laughs> I like to just like randomly knock shit off of stuff, you know, like I really am. My spirit, I say my spirit animal is a raccoon, but it really is like a cat, honestly. I mean, a raccoon's kind of like a cat. Yeah, exactly. If I can stand up. God, I love raccoons. That's a whole other subject. Right? Like a little hand. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I want a pet raccoon and I want a pet one so bad. Okay. Listen. Awesome. I know we're so off track right now. This is my ADHD brain, but my family that I was just at their house yesterday, they have a possum. I saw and it like, on your Snapchat story and yeah. I, I was waiting for it to pan around. And if there was a raccoon, I was fucking there. I don't like possums. All right. They're too much. Yeah pissed at me and I was like oh you're like a little snake cat rat armadillo <laughs> like look at you you're so cute oh you're gonna hiss at me that's cute like <laughs> yeah they're too they're too close to armadillos for me I don't like that <laughs> yeah the tail it's, it's, it's um, the tail yes the tail's too rat like for me um okay so wait. Physically, um we don't we don't like to physically touch <laughs> things like that, you know like <laughs> I don't like possums but I like to touch other things like cats Okay, so I do have this little, sorry, we went, we went way off there for a minute. Towards the end of this, we start kind of getting all over the place. Okay, so I do have this little diagram that can help, right? Okay, so um, it's how to speak your spouse's love language. Okay, so words of affirmation, it says how to communicate. You encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and listen actively okay actions you can take send an unexpected note text or card and encourage genuinely and often so words of affirmation is another one that I really like to love people in because I'm and I'm sure it's because my parents used to leave notes to each other all the time but that's something I do and one day I went crazy at my ex-boyfriend's house and wrote just all these like little love notes he's probably still finding them right now to be honest but they're like I put them in his closet and just like little places for him to find and when he would come home from work when I was staying at his house we had this little like notepad and there were just like pages and pages because I would just write a little something but it was something he appreciated and it was something that I was good at giving but him appreciating that made me like want to do it a thousand times more you know what I mean so I would just write these little love notes it's like you know whatever however your day was uh come to bed and cuddle me you know just sweet little things that like let you know like he come home from work it was a hard day and as soon as he walked in there was a little like no being like oh I miss you today I was thinking about you god how did I get cheated on honestly I'm the best fucking girlfriend <laughs> me to myself all the time always <laughs> literally like fuck I such like, a fucking catch. I'm, OC, I'm so OCD and such a perfectionist and so anxious that like I'm not going to do anything that I think make you not love me or like I want you to know yeah. how much I love you and I like try everything I can to make you feel loved and appreciated and like whatever and be the best partner I can be. Yeah. I'm shit like cheat on me. I'm like what do you what do you mean? What did I do? Like oh wait but it, it's not me it's the cheater. Oh, That's a, oh so. yeah. I forgot I wasn't the problem. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll leave. Said, I'm like, if if Beyonce can be cheated on, bitch, baby, bitch, bitch. lemonade, lemonade got me through some shit. Okay, <sighs> bow to the queen. Okay, and I don't even fucking like Beyonce that much, but that that shit. Whew. She's okay. got a great work ethic, a beautiful voice. She works hard for what she has. We appreciate her. We love yeah. her. Yeah, and she got you know. cheated on. 
So that yeah, doesn't any less great or amazing or capable. It just means that that partner of hers has some shit to work on and probably right. had feelings security in comparison to her wonderful self. And then they do self fulfilling <laughs> self sabotage. So yes, self fulfilling prophecy. Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> okay so physical touch if your spouse is their love language physical touch it's it says how to communicate so nonverbal, use body language and touch to emphasize love so especially if you're like hey i'm really sorry that that happened to you or whatever a little hand on the shoulder you know letting them know you're there a hug when you get home those are easy so hug kiss hold hands show physical affection regularly and make intimacy a thoughtful priority not just fuck them and leave them you know what I mean like well and onto that even like because we were talking about PDA versus physical touch Mm -hmm. so even if your partner's not huge on like PDA if you're in public or something you can like touch your knees together yeah just like touch them with your knee or like have your foot over next to their foot or whatever and I know that sounds silly but like for my partner who is like super big on physical touch that's like a little thing like when we're around their family or something like that like I would just like move my foot closer to them yes. when like conversation drifted a certain way or something like that yeah and like immediately pick up on the fact that I'm getting closer to them to let them know that I'm like with them and supporting yes, them, you know? yes. or uh whispering things in the air that's another fave <laughs> you like that one <laughs> lean over to me when I'm at the bar and whisper naughty things into my ear not being not being specific obviously um and then things to avoid with physical touch is physical neglect long stints without intimacy or receiving affection coldly that's one thing I didn't think about either like if I try to like hug you or whatever and you're not into it that makes me feel rejected yeah. Mm, that happened to me yesterday with a an old friend I was like you one arm hug me that means you hate me <laughs> that is so true like yeah no the degree to which you hug me or whatever like no I read off of that shit you know but we also pick up on everything we talked about this too that we pick up on you know we kind of read into everything anyway um and then okay so with receiving gifts how to communicate thoughtfulness make your spouse a priority and speak purposefully and then actions to take give thoughtful gifts and gestures small things matter in a big way and express mm-hmm. gratitude when receiving a gift. That's a good point because you were talking about, like, it doesn't have to be anything big. It just shows, like, I've been thinking about you. I got this for you. Like, you crossed my mind and I put the time and effort into getting this for you. Right. And then you can vouch for this. So it says things to avoid forgetting special occasions or unenthusiastic gift giving. Like a mm-hmm. trigger for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has been a huge thing for me. Because, because like, I, like I said, it's gone down to 20 30 percent which is still high but and I'm like very clear with this with anyone that I know in any capacity romantic or not I'm like I grew up in a family and my mom always made like extra certain that she wanted our birthday parties to be special she went all out for every single holiday we're talking Easter baskets Christmas everything she always did the most and always gave us like sweet little treats and that's right. why I want I like to do like little bundles of like more little stuff so you have more to unwrap. Ah. <laughs> talking about we fell over but it's fine it's cool um and so like that's huge for me and I got that from like my parents and so 
I've had, I've had partners who I love so deeply and love so much that know that like giving me a Christmas present or a birthday present or whatever, or randomly just picking me flowers on the side of the road mm-hmm. sends like, I love it. And right. when they haven't given me anything for like birthdays or Christmas or Valentine's or any of that stuff, it just makes me feel like you're intentionally not giving Nothing me something, you, you right. know, that I, because you don't want to give it to me. And like, it's not like I need anything big. Like our, like one of the first thing, well, I can't say that on here, but one of the first things was given to me was like this $5 little thing from a gas station. Like it was mm-hmm. five bucks, dude. And that was like the first gift I was given. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet because you know, I'm going to use it every day. And like, you right. saw it out of me and it's five, like, I don't care. It was $5. Like who cares? Right. And I, there was like a, you were talking about with the physical touch, like depriving of the intimacy. It was like that after that, I felt deprived of the intimacy of you giving me even like a little trinket to make me think of that you're thinking of me. Right. And like, no. And like, I would also be like, hey, when I'm gone, like, they'd be like, what can I do to make your life, your day easier or whatever? And I'd be like, if you could just write me like five reasons why you love me, like that would work. They just like wouldn't do it. And I know they have anxiety and stuff like that. So they would get in their head about it. And they would, I think I'm going to do the wrong thing or this, that, and another. But like, that wasn't done. And don't I'd care. Like, Damn, you don't care. Or yeah. like, oh, I'm going to give you flowers for Valentine's Day. And then I don't get flowers. It's like, yeah, it's great that you said you were going to do that, but you didn't. So that yeah, hurts you got to follow through. Yeah. Well, that and that, I guess maybe that's the same thing. So I've told you this before, but I'm not big. And I guess it's because I was raised this way but like we didn't really make a big deal about birthdays I don't really care about the like um like the grandiose whatever events or whatever like I don't care about anniversaries I can't remember if this was you that I was telling this story to but we were talking one day when I was still married we were talking about um (laughs) what we were going to do for our anniversary and where I wanted to go eat which keep in mind it was like our first anniversary we went to Ruth Chris and the second or like third year or something he asked where I wanted to go. And I was like, um, <laughs> I want to go to Danny and Clyde's, which is a gas station <laughs> in New Orleans, but they had the best fried oyster platter that I've ever had in my life. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. I said his name. Max's husband was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, mm, no, like that's literally what I want. So we drove 30 miles to go to the gas station, walked in, got it, and ate in the car, and I was perfectly content. Like, I'm so low maintenance, but it was just, like, that's what I wanted. It was this thing, whatever, and he was doing it, you know, nice, but as far as, like, buying me big, or, I mean, you said it doesn't have to be big gifts, but, like, celebrating birthdays and, like, anniversaries and stuff like that, it doesn't really affect me, I guess, because my parents never made a big deal about it, you know? Yeah, but mine did, and so I knew that's how my, and I was, I have three older brothers. And so my mom was even extra with my birthdays and stuff because she had basically ran through all the other options for her sons growing up. And I just wanted right. different things. She right. didn't put on me for what I had to want, but the things I wanted were just different and she got to do with them. And so she would like, I'm telling you, this woman would spend so much time. Like I had a Hawaiian themed birthday party. She like researched all these different Hawaiian names, made us name tags that were close to our like our like American names. She like got 
special cake. She got like all this different stuff. She had events planned, games planned, like all she this. She was a Pinterest mom before Pinterest moms existed. Yes. Like it didn't, <laughs> and she just would like spend the time to make sure it was memorable and like, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. And so, yeah, it means a lot to me. And then especially if you tell me like, Hey, this is something I'm thinking about getting for you or whatever. And then I don't get it. Then it's like, Oh, told me you were thinking about it. You let me know you were thinking about it. And then you decided I didn't deserve to get it. And like, it's not lack of follow through. Yeah. Huge. Yes. Yes. And like, when I was reading the acts of service, it said part of that was like follow through. Mm -hmm. That was like, why acts of service is so high. Cause it's like, they follow through with it to make your life better or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, Okay. It's not just words of affirmation. Yeah. It's not just you saying you're going to do it. You actually fucking doing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with how to communicate quality time, it says uninterrupted and focused conversations one-on-one time is critical. So this is something which I also want to clarify this. To be clear, there is a difference between spending quality time together and being codependent. Okay. There's a difference between codependency and spending time together. So yes, you can want quality time with someone. And like, because my sister, my sister and her husband, their love language together is probably their number one is quality time, or they both make a conscious effort to do it because one of theirs is quality time. So they do all this shit together. And I always thought it was fucking weird. Cause like, I don't know, y'all go everywhere together. Seems weird, but whatever, but that's their love language. So like, that's off to you. And I guess I know, I know that there are some couples that are codependent and I'm not putting that on them. But another couple, one of my friends, she used to love to shower with her husband, which I thought was so weird, but that was like one of the rituals. And looking back on it, like quality time is probably her love language. And it's like, that's something that's one of the like rituals that they had. It was their time together. It was intimate. And that was something that she like depended on. So even though it seems fucking weird to me, looking back on it, like that's how she feels loved. Who am I to judge, you know, like, yeah. so but there's a difference between like that and needing to just always be up each other's ass and recognize that like don't let basically I'm just putting a little red flag warning out there that if there's a guy who won't let you go out with your friends or you know display narcissistic behavior don't let him paint it as well quality time is my love language like no if he won't let you go out and do your own thing that's unhealthy but y'all wanting to spend you know, the undivided attention on each other is not unhealthy, right? Right. Just trying to put mm-hmm. that little dis- disclaimer out there. So, dis- um, <laughs> yeah. So it says to create special moments together, take walks and do small things with your spouse and weekend getaways are huge, which is another thing. They like do little weekend vacations together, which is cute. Like, yeah, because you get to be, my favorite thing is being anonymous in a city and like walking around and exploring but then if you get to that with someone else, then you get to like see a truer form of each other because you yes. don't have the life expectations on you, you know? Yes. And there's nothing else to like depend on when it's like, you you know, you're out with a group of friends and they kind of keep the conversation going. It's like, mm-hmm. y'all are together. This is it. Y'all can, you, you see each other's truest form on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then it says um, things to avoid is distractions when spending time together long stints without one-on-one uh so yeah if I'm sitting with you like this dude that his quality time quality time is one of his higher love languages I need to make a note that when I'm with him I don't need to be sitting on my phone because he's going to read that as like I don't care 
about you or I don't care about your time or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. And then acts of service, how you communicate that, it says use action phrases like I'll help. They want to know that you're with them and partnered with them. So like, I'll help you do the dishes, I guess. And that's another thing too. You don't necessarily have to do it for them, but you could be doing it with them. Like, let me help you finish up these dishes or let me help you cook. That gives me massive anxiety, a guy helping me or anyone in the kitchen with me, but like some people like it. <laughs> I hate, I hate people cooking with me. Me too. I'm it. like a troll freak. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Let me do I, this for you. Iron chef or something. Like I'm doing a cooking show. You're just gonna like <laughs> by being in my way. Yeah. This is not a team project, okay? Please step aside. But, but on the flip side of that, because I hate dishes, I'm I sometimes feel guilty if they try to do them for me. Yeah. I love it. I will take it. I will right. allow that to happen. But sometimes it makes me feel guilty. And so on the times that I'm feeling more guilty about it then the, can I help you really would alleviate that anxiety too. Yes. So honestly. Yes. And it feels like you're lightening the load, but still, and you're still spending quality time together. Um, mm -hmm. And it says what to do, do chores together or make them breakfast in bed, go out of your way to help alleviate their daily workload, which is like what I said, which honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say all new mothers, I mean, fathers too, probably, but especially moms, after you have a baby, you're fucking tired. Just do acts, assume that their love language is acts of service and just do something for them because it's amazing. And just like, you know, in a friendship relationship or whatever, if you want to bring over, because I had someone bring me over a plate, like, a, you know, they made me suffer. I'm like, here, I froze this. You can have this. And I was like, are you fucking, that was the nicest, like one of the nicest things I've ever experienced. And it's something so small, just make extra and send it to them. Like, Hey, I was thinking about you. Here's something that's going to lighten your load you know, and it's one night of supper that they don't have to think about. So obviously food is my love language because every time I'm like, someone brought me food, it really stands out of my mind. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause my mom used to do that growing up. So that might be another reason why I like to cook for people. She immediately yes. do that. Someone lost a family. Someone had a baby. Somebody got married, somebody, whatever. Yes. She'd like cook them food and bring it to them. Yeah. Like, Which we're from the South. So that's a big thing too, is they like, yeah, as soon as someone dies or whatever, you bring them a plate, you bring, you bring them the fucking casserole. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, okay. And then the last thing it says to avoid for acts of service is making the request of others, a higher priority. Ooh, that's a good one. And lacking follow through on tasks, big and small, exactly what you said. And also that's another fucking thing. Now that we're putting it, I'm getting fired up again, but like making the request of others a higher priority. When I see my significant other who doesn't do things for me, mm -hmm. do them for someone else. There is nothing more triggering than that. I think for me, it's basically, I would, I, it feels to me the same as watching you fuck someone. And I know that's like, a bold okay. statement, but literally like to, if you, if you went out of your way to be like, Hey, I'll change the oil in your car. And I'm like, excuse me my fucking oil hasn't been changed like you love her don't you <laughs> you love her and you don't love me you know they are investing their time and energy somewhere else and they didn't think about doing that for you so yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah I see it I see it just that way yeah. okay so some of the um some of the notes that I also had down here was, do you think that any of the love languages are non-compatible and how important do you think they are? I mean, essentially, if you're loving in their love language, it should be fine. 
But I mean, I'll tell you right now, gift giving and physical touch were mine and my ex-husband's and we weren't compatible. So, <laughs> so I'll say that one is a no. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me think about that. Um I'll say this. I, while you think about that, I'll say this. I've been in a relationship where our um love languages were essentially exactly the same at least the first three were exactly the same and that was one of the best relationships of my life like it was it was so easy because it's easy to love someone in your love language so I don't think they necessarily have to be the same but it's easier because especially if the ones that you love like he received love as acts of service and I love to give love as acts of service does that make sense yeah because you're giving and you're receiving can be different um well, yeah, I mean, I feel like, like you said, you're willing to make the effort and be consciously aware of what they need in a relationship. I think that's just like with everything. Yeah, right. I saw that. Um, then, uh, yeah, but like, so I do think that's funny because at the moment, my physical touch is at a seven, right? And right. I'm pretty damn sure that most, if not all of my partners have had physical touch at the top of their list. Mm-hmm. And like, that can be difficult given my history of trauma and stuff because there are times where like I cannot be touched like true whether it's like PTSD or anxiety or like um whatever reason since ADHD whatever then there are times where I literally cannot be touched like and I just like literally need to have the autonomy of myself like I almost get into an asexual mode like I don't need that but given so that can make it difficult for them to feel loved Mm -hmm. um but most of the time even if I am in that like whatever if you just sit next right ask if you can just like hold me or something like that and it's like not, I'm not perceiving it as you want sexual stuff mm-hmm. from me. I can still deal with it better. So like, if you are a physical touch person and you have a partner that that's not their highest and they have trauma that makes that like triggering sometimes, right. making sure that you're like, I just want to like hold you and be there to support you versus yeah. expecting you to blow me or something. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, and like, again, communication comes into it. Like you're saying, like that's, I mean, that is what I think the best thing for any relationship is. Like, I think communication can fix 99% of the issues, you know? So it's like, and if you tell them, especially going into it, like, you know, I have this trauma because that is a thing, you know, we've both experienced, <clears throat> excuse me, sexual assault. So that is a thing sometimes. And early on in my relationship with my ex, it was right after the whole thing happened physical touch probably was not my first one, you know, like I probably wasn't as into it. Or like you said, sometimes when you have, um, sexual assault, you are hyper-sexualized. So again, it could skyrocket it, you know, it doesn't, it can all change. Sorry. My cat was under my foot. I just like kicked it. Um, but I'm looking at my, I had rankings when I wrote this, um, which was when I was in my last relationship and physical touch was almost the lowest, but they were pretty, they're sped out pretty evenly. Um, but that's probably because like I was getting it regularly physical touch and I was like, Oh, it's fine. I could do with something else. But like, no, now I just need a fucking hug. Can someone please just hug me? Which is funny. Cause we mentioned that early, depending on what you're currently getting, things yes. can be. 
So like, if you're currently getting enough affection, yeah, that's important. Like, I think that might be why I'm at a seven because like anyone you ask that knows me at all, I'm a very physical, touchy, lovey-dovey person. And I think once again, it comes from my family, they've been very lovey-dovey. Like I would see my parents kiss and stuff all the time. Like I knew that like, yeah, that's kind of gross, but at least I know they love each other. And like with my friends, I'm always like giving hugs. And like, I just like to like be touching on the people I care about. But like, I, I guess this is like the ones I receive it in because I don't need to technically be touched on all the time to know you care about me. Right. But like, I like please and hug people I care about. Right. But like, Well, and it's interesting that you say that, that you're, it was higher because you had a love or you had a, a family who had a lot of physical touch or whatever. My parents, I could probably count on one hand how many times I saw them kiss like before I graduated at all they were not affectionate the the hugs were few and far between as far as like and we weren't we just weren't a very like touchy feely family and it's not say like but you know what I'm like my dad didn't hug me enough like <laughs> I mean <laughs> I actually did not get a lot of hugs when I was younger and like physical touch was not a big thing between yeah. my parents or between any of us so now I think that's why I crave it so much so it's mm-hmm. interesting that even when you get a lot of it or you get none of it you can still have the same like love language mm-hmm. yeah because see we cu- I cuddled with my parents my like I still cuddle with my parents like we do hugs all the time we always say I love you before we leave anywhere like I hugged them probably at least five times each yesterday you know what I mean like no. we <laughs> perfectionate like even and this was shocking for them to be so conservative and everything when we had like me or any of my siblings had our partners over we could like they would get sometimes weirded out but we could like cuddle on the couch they could like kiss us in front of our parents and stuff like absolutely not now they didn't want you doing anything else yeah anything else happening but like they're like you know don't be like rolling around in the back seat making out while we're driving but like y'all can kiss each other and hold hands and cuddle and like they didn't because they were physically affectionate with each other because they came from households that necessarily weren't and so to give that to their children and so it's so once again the whole cycle starts over again. You know what I mean? Right and now it's pretty much just back and forth. Yeah, I don't have to have that to feel just loved because I can get that from my friends. I can get that from my family. I can get that from whoever. And so the physicality isn't top priority. Right. Whereas human beings that crave touch and intimacy. And so if you're not given that, you might need it more. And it might be a higher priority for when you can get it. Right. Because intimacy and like loneliness I know we were talking about this about how loneliness like has I saw it was like a TikTok but it it was backed up in facts okay I looked it up but it was talking about how uh loneliness has the same effect as like fucking heart attacks and shit like you can die you know when they say you die from a broken heart you can actually fucking die from a broken heart like I need human to I need human interaction and human touch not all the time but like most of the time <laughs> or even if it's not humans from like my cats you know, like, yes I know that's why I had to get a cat because now I just needed something that's what after I break up with someone I get I get an animal that's my thing you know that's devastating breakup need an animal need animal thank you <laughs> need animal well okay so I think we've covered everything and again I'm going to share the link so everyone can take the quiz and the most important note is to remember to love people in their love language and not yours. And mm-hmm. if you can't get them to take quiz, which you can, which I, I have a little, 
Yeah, I had a little more luck with this because the guy that I texted, I was like, hey, research for the podcast, need you to take this test for me. Um, I had a little more luck with that then because he said, I asked him once what his sign was and he was like, um, Twitter told me anyone who asked me that I need to run from. And I was like, no, no, to clarify, you asked him what time were you born? I didn't ask what time he was born. I asked his son, but that's what I said. I was like, if I if they ask what time and where, then that is when you run. I didn't ask him that. I asked him his son because I need to know astrologically if we're compatible. I will work up to <laughs> what time of the day he was born. But this is a this is an easier one to get the um the beats from. So just ask them to take this quiz. It's way less intimidating. And then eventually ask for pictures of his birth certificate. <laughs> We like text your mom and ask her when and where and what time you're born thing. Just so. need to know it's research. It's research. Just need, just need the <laughs> it, well, thank you. If you haven't broken yours down, it explains a lot more for yourself too. Just saying. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Exactly. Exactly. And you get such a you get you get such a better feel for them uh and how to like to, now I know, you know what I mean? Now I know quality time is important to him. So I'll make sure to do those things. And like, and he spend time together and he makes time to see you. You know, it means more than you You're originally right. thought. <gasps> You're right. He likes me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yes, now you know, these are important things. If you're dating me, don't listen to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else we got, Kate? We're going to be back next week. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but we're going to be back next week with something. We got some idea. We got some idea. We got some stuff in the making, okay? But yeah, y'all go take the quiz. I'm going to link it in the bio and get your significant others to take it. And then y'all compare notes and see if you're compatible. And if they're not, break up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can change. Or communicate. Yeah, you communication. Know? Break up. <laughs> Dump him. Dump his ass. That's my Dump favorite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's that's how we end. I feel like that's how we end every week. Is being like, yeah, just break up. It's fine. Be single. Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be a summer and have a partner too. So just clarify. And oh, yeah. wondering, am I hot? Can I do hot girl summer? The answer is yes, you are hot. And you yes. remember during the patriarchy about being confident in your love for yourself. So yes. you are yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. I love you so much, Kate. And I'm gonna see you next week, okay? Okay, I love you too. Bye, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.